everybody. Good morning. This is your host, Jordan Tremaine, and welcome to the Perspectal Podcast, where we explore new thoughts, connect ideas, and offer perspectives that may change the way you think about a thing or two. And today, we're going to talk about the King of Truth. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast, which is this opportunity hopefully once a week, but every once in a while I fall off and don't do it weekly, but um, this opportunity to explore a new concept or a new perspective every week. And then over time, if you look at the different episodes and you go into the descriptions, there will be hashtags sometimes. And those hashtags are the names of other episodes. And so over time, those hashtagged episodes connect each other and kind of create this web, this network of connected ideas that build on top of each other. And if you want to get a really good example of that, you can go listen to episode 100, which is Bridgers. There is a fantastic visual element that helps put all this together. But uh, yeah, thanks for joining. And we're going to build another concept today. Today we're talking about the king of truth, and yeah, this I think is sometimes a very subtle thing. I think a lot of times the stuff that we learn, like gaslighting and manipulation and like things like that, are they're very subtle, and you have to be on your toes. You have to have your eyes wide open in order to see them happen in real life. Oftentimes, if it's very obvious, it's not really happening. Uh, and I'm not going to get too much into that, but uh, it's just an interesting thing I've noticed. I think this uh, episode is maybe connected to trump cards in a way because it's kind of like a um, element of conversation but it's also a type of idea that can exist in your head just in terms of truth so uh, let's get after it um, by king of truth uh, what I mean is like uh, like if there's a bunch of truths and they all form a society uh, Maybe one truth is the leader of all the other truths, the king of the truth. Um, and I think this model, even though it sounds a little ridiculous now that I'm saying it out loud, is what a lot of people run off of. That's kind of how they look at truth. Like there is one truth, and if you can find it, then you have the truth. Um, and today... I wanted to kind of highlight that in many cases, there are a number of truths that can exist. Sometimes there is only one truth. There is a king of truth. But in, in many cases, I would say there are multiple truths that are valid that can exist at the same time or um, sometimes exist in different ways. Like uh, some people talk about things like speaking my truth which is a very like slippery slope because um, that turns your perspective into what's true, which from your perspective, like if I asked you, what do you think? And you said, I think this, that's true. 
that's your truth because it's what you think. But then you can also turn like speaking my truth into like a total like gobbledygook bunch of nonsense. And then you're like, that's my truth. And I'm going to act like that's like a real objective truth when it's not. Um, so that, that gets slippery very quickly. But it is an example here of how um, truth can be used in a way where there's not only one truth. There's multiple truths. So I think one really easy example of this is with emotions, where um, it's true you can be sad. It's true you can be angry. It's true you can be happy. Those are all true possibilities. I think it's much more likely that at any given moment, because your life is complicated, my life is complicated, and usually multiple things are happening. You're probably feeling multiple emotions. You could be feeling happy that you passed a test and sad that you broke up with your boyfriend or girlfriend. At the same time, you could feel happy and sad, and that could be the real truth. But if you tell yourself that you're only sad because of the relationship not working out, then that's not really accurate because you do have some happiness about the test. And this is what I mean by king of truth. Um, sometimes we try and force everything into one category. We try to say, oh, I'm so sad that, that this, this happened to me when really like I have a whole spectrum of emotions going on right now. And even though that's more confusing, it's more accurate. Like um, that idea of something being bittersweet where um, you move away and you're going to go get a new job and it's going to be fantastic, but you're moving away from your family and a lot of your friends where um, it's something you don't want to do, but also something you've dreamed of doing. That's a real emotion. And to just call that sadness or just call that happiness, I think, is a misdirection. Um, so that's like kind of an emotional example of truth, the king of truth, where um, the reason I'm bringing up this concept, the reason I, I've made up this term, king of truth, is kind of like a cautionary tale, kind of like a warning where like, most of the time, there is no king of truth. And um, I, I'm trying to create this phrase so that in regular conversation, you can say, like, that looks like a king of truth. And really what that means is, like, you're trying to make this one truth the high king and put a crown on that one truth and make it act like it's the only thing that's valid right now when that's not true. There's other truths. And that's kind of like why I'm trying to create this phrase. I don't know if there's another phrase already for this, but um, that's one example with emotions. I think another example is a perspective-driven example where, um, let's say there were two people and... Um, uh, let's say they watched a movie, and they're discussing the movie afterwards. They both went to the premiere, and they're discussing the movie afterwards. In almost every case this has happened to me, there's been some like disagreement. Like, oh, I, this this is what the movie meant. Oh, that's what the movie meant. Like, 
sometimes there's multiple interpretations. Um, like with art, I think movie is a type of art. Paintings are a type of art. Nobody really has the correct interpretation. Like the whole beauty is in the eye of the beholder thing. There can be multiple truths. This can be a really engaging piece. It can be a really boring piece. It could be a really bad piece all at the same time. Um, and we get stuck in this rut of saying, like, I need to label this thing as this so I can, like, be comfortable and get rid of my anxiety of not knowing exactly what it is. But I think dealing with those differences, those different things that can be true are important. Um, and I think for me, the most important way that the king of truth is used is situationally. I think oftentimes we like to pick a specific line of narrative and just go along that line, ignoring all these other things that are also true. Like, um, there's this, there's this phrase, all's well that ends well. Like, that is almost never true in my mind. Um, where that all's well, this end well is like, it doesn't matter what happened. It just matters how it ended up. If it ended up good, then what happened was fine. It's okay for something to end up good and how we got there to not be okay. It's okay for like you to win and be the winner or choose the correct answer. And the way you got that correct answer or the way you won was not good. And in this case, the king of truth is like, you can choose this narrative like, oh, I'm the winner. Everything's good. Everything's fine. Or like, no, you cheated. But technically, like nobody caught you. So you won. And so you did a bad thing, but you got rewarded. Like both of those things can be true at the same time. And I think in many cases, we pick situations and we like to say either this person's a cheater or this person is a winner when both can be true. And I'm not saying all winners are cheaters. I'm saying many situations are more complex than we like to give them credit for when we talk about them and when we think about them. And it can help us a lot to be able to see through what's really happening and say like, oh, for some reason, there's a king of truth here. For some reason, I have a desire or somebody is pushing a narrative that makes things seem one-sided when actually they're more complex. Sometimes different people bring different perspectives and they're all valid or maybe three out of the five are valid. So you should look at those three valid perspectives. Sometimes there's information that seems conflicting but isn't somehow. Like in your own mind, which is a very complicated place. My mind is a very complicated place. Like we have beliefs. We have things we think are true. Um, we have uh, lies we've been told. We have lies we tell ourselves. And there's many times where like on different levels in your mind things conflict. But somehow you're able to get up in the morning and like do a bunch of stuff and not explode. And that's fine. It's okay. Sometimes things conflict. Like sometimes your parents told you, uh, like if you go outside, you'll get attacked. And so you have this anxiety about like people in public attacking you. And that could be true sometimes. And it could also be true that where you're going is safe. 
and you could have to deal with these two things in your mind and not saying that uh when you go outside you're going to get attacked is true but that could be a truth for you it could be something that you believe and that's kind of where i started with um speaking your truth where sometimes it's like from your perspective this is a this is a truth um cuz the idea of truth is very tricky um some people believe a certain god is real cuz different people have different religions and for them that's true some people live in different types of society and they believe in capitalism or communism or the earth is flat or um we can build spaceships and go to mars um or the moon landing was fake like truth is a very interesting concept when you dive into it it's not very simple i think um but i do think that it helps us deal with things better when we're able to maintain that more than one thing can be true at once it's true like when you tell your kids hey we're going to disneyland but you're really going to the dentist it's true that you manipulated them and it's also true that you are trying to do a good thing for them by taking them to the dentist. You can manipulate someone to help them, which I'm not saying you should go do that all the time, especially to other adults, but it's a possible thing you can do. And when you look at it from this perspective, then it becomes more like let it becomes less like uh the ends justifies the means and maybe like hey, maybe we should figure out a way to do stuff that's good and not manipulate people. Um, but you never even can get into that conversation unless you accept that manipulation happened. Um, but it, it allows for more nuance and conversation. And I think a lot of times, um, it's hard for people to accept other perspectives or different arguments from theirs, or to be able to actually look into a situation and break it down into its components because they're so concerned with creating like one clear line of narrative this has to be a certain way and you're like actually no it's like seven different ways at the same time so let's look at all seven ways uh and i think that's more accurate where uh like if you were designing an engine an engine is something that heats up an engine is something that deals with pressure and an engine is something that deals with vibration because as the engine is running, it's vibrating, it's, you know, exploding gas, gas heats up, you know, you touch your engine after you drive a little bit. This is a, a internal combustion engine that runs on gasoline. Um, you touch your engine after you drive a little bit, it's hot because it produces heat. Um, and it produces pressure. The pressure of those explosions pushes those pistons, which makes your car go forward. And if you designed your car only for pressure, it may melt because you didn't worry about the heat. If you designed it only for heat, it may shake apart and crack because you didn't worry about the vibration. It's important to worry about the vibration, the pressure, and the heat when you're doing the design of an engine. And I'm saying that because when you're dealing with a situation, when you're trying to get through a situation, it's important to deal with all of the factors, not just factors that line up in a way that you're comfortable with, the factors that are valid. If you're ignoring inputs, uh, like, I don't manipulate my kids. I, I'm taking them to the dentist. That's a good thing. It's like, 
nobody's saying that taking your kids to the dentist is a bad thing. I'm saying manipulation is a bad thing. Um, and trying to separate those things out where you did do a good thing, but you also did it by doing a bad thing. And so I'm here to talk about the bad thing. But we could conflate the issue and say, like, no, because because the end justifies the means. I'm saying that, like... I'm a good parent because I take my kids to the dentist. It's like, yeah, you also manipulate your kids, um, which this is just an example to try and like show you how easily the king of truth can become problematic, where if you're trying to split it up and say, hey, there's multiple truths here. You did do a good thing by taking your kids to the dentist. That's one truth, but it's also true that you use deception and manipulation in order to do it. And I'm here to focus on the deception and manipulation. But if there's only one king of truth, then it's like you can't look at it as those two things. You have to look at it as one thing, the king, um, which is I did a good thing. You know, I'm a good person. I'm a good parent. Don't tell me how to raise my kids, blah, 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 blah. Um, and it, it goes down that road. But if we're able to split things apart and look at it as the different things that are true at the same time, it can help us solve problems. It can help us get through. It can help us with accountability. It can help us with responsibility, like all these fun adult words. Um, and it's less confusing. I think a lot of times it's a cue. It's kind of like a red flag when somebody is using a king of truth. Like, because the world is so complicated, unless it's a very simple situation, usually there's more than one thing going on. And if somebody's trying to cre like create a story where they're like, this situation, only one thing happened, and this person was wrong, and this person was right, or something like that, like there's fabrication. There is a king of truth in there, and it's being used to make other things disappear. And it's like, oh, there's only one truth, and just believe that, and don't worry about the other things. And I think that's... Um, Useful in some cases, where every one of these podcast episodes is a tool. It's not a good or bad thing. Uh, just because you're doing a king of truth doesn't mean you're a bad person or you're trying to trick people. Sometimes there's a thousand different things that are true. And you're a journalist and you have 30 seconds to explain to the public what happened. And it's not possible to explain everything in 30 seconds, so you do your best. Or... Um, we're trying to at least, like, if, let's say everybody disagrees, and let's say we're trying to at least start with one thing we agree with. So sometimes, you know, your opener is like, you know, oh, this happened, oh, oh that happened. Like, hey, hey, can we at least agree that this happened? And maybe everybody goes, yes. And so maybe you establish a king of truth um, in order to get things rolling, in order to get people on the same page. Um, sometimes... Uh, you, you need to do that. But then there's other cases where this becomes highly problematic. It becomes basically propaganda where you're using it in order to ignore things. Like there's other truths available and somebody is voicing them, but you're like, no, 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 no. This is the real truth. Um, and that is, I think, when it becomes problematic. I think any tool, any concept, if you think about it, can be used... Uh, for one thing or another thing. It doesn't make the concept good or bad. I'm explaining the concept um, because I think it's good to know when you name something in your head, it helps you to use it better. 
it's hard to use the tools in your toolbox when you don't know any of the names for the tools. You just open your box and it's just a bunch of random objects and somebody's like, oh, hand me the thing that hits the thing so I can do the thing. And you're like, okay, which tool do you want? But when they have names, like, oh, hand me the hammer, hand me the screwdriver, hand me this, then it's a lot easier to, um, to deal with your tools. And this tool, the king of truth, I'm trying to give a name so that uh, if you encounter this situation, which I, I bet you will this week, um, you have a name for it. And you're like, oh, this is, this is what's happening. And, and uh, maybe the truths are trying to be merged into one or we're ignoring some facts or the subtleties of the situation are not coming to light. And it can help you deal with it. So... Um, yeah, this has been the Perspectal Podcast episode on the King of Truth. The King is not always a villain. Uh, the King is not always a tyrant. The King can be a benevolent creator. But sometimes the King is a tyrant. Sometimes uh, the King is a dictator. And in that case, maybe there should, there, should, uh, there should be some thought as to why that person is the King in the first place. And that's kind of what I'm saying, where... The king of truth is not always a bad thing, but it could be something that's incredibly tyrannical and that is trying to become propaganda and take over the narrative unjustly without a reason. And it's trying to obscure other truths or trying to hide things that are important. Um, so be careful. Listen to what people say. Um, it's very likely that if you try to hold somebody accountable for something they did that was not good, they will somewhat somehow resist you because people like being good and being right and telling themselves they're good people. That's a kind of a normal human thing, and when you call them out, they're going to do things. Sometimes they do a king of truth, and they try to ignore the subtlety of the argument that you're trying to bring up. Sometimes they try to like slander or libel you, they call you a liar or say that you're wrong or storm off or gaslight or do all these different things. Um, and not everybody does this. Some people are like, yeah, you're right. I didn't do good. I'll try to do good next time or something like that, which is cool. But um, it's also, I think, wise to equip yourself, to prepare yourself for the other case when people are resisting because it's going to happen. You're going to enter into conflict with people. And if you don't, you can go back and listen to like the Cold War podcast. Uh, there's going to be problems if you're trying to avoid conflict. But if, but if you're trying to enter into conflict, there's going to be dynamics that develop that are not fun to deal with because people are resisting. And it's good to know kind of some of the tactics. Like if you're in a fight, it's good to know what a punch is so you can dodge one. It's good to know what a kick is so you can get out of the way. It's good to know what a headlock is so you can not be in one. Even if you're not going to use these techniques on other people. Like sometimes it's good to know about knife fighting. Not because you're going to pull a knife on somebody, but because somebody might pull a knife on you. And it's uh, you know good to not get stabbed. So maybe you should know a little bit about knife fighting if that's something that you think you might encounter. But yeah, this has been the perspectal podcast episode on the king of truth i hope it's an interesting idea i hope you talk about it with somebody if you know me and you listen to the podcast you can call me and talk to me you can um go to spotify and they have like a comment section now so you can comment 
on different podcasts if you want to um, contact me and think, see what I think or tell me what you think or whatever. Um, but think about it. Uh, when you're in different conversations, see if what I'm saying is true. Test the idea. Go out and listen and be like, hmm, do I see a king of truth anywhere when I'm listening to other people talk? When I'm reading these work emails that seem fishy that are like pushing everybody to think one thing when I know there's obviously more things going on inside of the company? Um, test it out. See how, see how it works. See if it's a tool you want to put in your tool bag or not. But um, however it is, I hope that the way you're living is real. I hope that the conversations you're having is real, and I hope that this concept of the king of truth, at the very least, becomes an interesting conversation for you somewhere down the road. All right, I'll talk to you guys later.